previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. You have eight hours before the king and Zawadzki are able to track the crown that you stole. So while Jet and Ogberg are looking through the manuscript, what are the rest of you going to be doing? We have no use for this crown anymore, right? <laughs> nope. Prothean, why don't you go get rid of it somewhere via eagle and then we can all sleep for eight hours. I go to my eagle, hand him uh, the crown, drop it on top of two, it's on the chimney. Just walk away. I'm going to go spoon with my brother and take a long rest. Uh, Dalvia says, I will stay up with Jet and my father, and we will figure out what we need to do to actually find the real circlet of the Diademic Zorius. So I'm looking for any clues for the location of the real item that we're looking for. What do you think there, Augie? Augberg has already pointed out that there that he has noticed some differences between the manuscript that he knows and the one that you have. Here, this whole section is completely different. The part that begins with, the key for our salvation came at the beginning. It's about the only lead I've got at this point. How long were we asleep for? I said eight hours on the dot. Not a minute shorter, not a minute longer. 8.05, I spear Stan in the doorway. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to wake him up. Everybody sit down so that Stan can stop worrying about the doors being ripped off the hinges, and he can go make us breakfast. We need to figure out where the Diademic Zorius is. What does the first paragraph say? A darkness descended upon the earth. Cloud formations spiraled from the north, undulating through the sky like an engorged to go to the black north. snake. What I know is the beginning is stuff that starts something. If we were to look at the starting word to each line, maybe that could help us. So if we start at where it says the salvation came at the beginning, we have A, the place, the diamond on throne, old staff. I guess so we, we have, have to break back into the castle. Great. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. What do you call an orc with two brain cells? Pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Brad Richards. (laughs) Damn. Hey, Paul. What does a fish say when it hits concrete? I don't know what. Damn. Don't worry. Kill yourself. Matt Smith. How do you protect yourself from heat damage? A high AC. (laughs) (laughs) Die. (laughs) (laughs) Brad Renfro. All right. Um, Math question for you, Paul. Ooh. Or a trick for you here. So pick any number. Two. Don't say it out loud, you dummy. Multiply it by two. Okay. Now add six. Okay. Divide it by two. Okay. Subtract your original number. Okay. It's three. Two. No, that one would be three if it was two, but unless he changed his number. Even with a different number. Actually, I don't think it matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what number you pick. 
It's always going to equal three. Okay, because you end up... Here, Ben, pick a number. Fucking witchcraft. Well, you end up multiplying <laughs> by two and then dividing by two. Then adding six and subtracting your original number? Yeah, it equals three. Um, always. I got North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> what is I Kim Jong-un? China. What I got fuck? socialism. <laughs> and Eric Nemeth. So, you know Magic Mike grossed $167 million because all the girls loved his body? And guys. Well, Srek grossed $484 million, so I got a fucking chance. But he's got a donkey. So do I. Donkey. Uh-huh. Got a nice ass. A wagon, if you will. Oh. Ass, 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 it's got ass, layers ass. like onions. Well, we are a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, so there are plenty of wagons as we travel from place to place. Boo. <laughs> God. No. <laughs> Die. I caught myself on uh, some customer calls at work, and we're having our banter as we're getting started, and then I'll segue into the actual call, and I just look at myself, I'm like, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. No, it's like... <laughs> Welcome to the fucking cult. <laughs> Welcome Squidward. Welcome Squidward. Welcome Squidward. Welcome Squidward. Welcome Squidward. <laughs> Die. But yes, we are a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is our 80th episode. And we are going to pick up where we left off last time. Last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast, our adventurers were looking through the Chronicles of Parmar to try and find where exactly the last piece of the Diademic Zorius is. The Diademic Zorius is a powerful magical artifact that will help them to stop Zawadski and his followers from instituting a demonic cult in the Trugalan kingdom. They found out through the Chronicles of Parmar that the true circlet of the Diademic Zorius is in the throne room of the Trugalan castle, and that is where they need to get to next. So, uh, Ogberg Alistair, father of Hexor and Dalvia, looks at all of you, Brixius, Abraham, Prothean, Jet, and Ambionitis, and says, Thanks, we didn't remember our own names. <laughs> What's my name again? Am I Ambionitis? Well, you know what? This is our 80th episode. It's been a while since we did this. Why don't we go ahead around the table and quickly introduce your characters for somebody that may be introducing themselves to our podcast on this episode. Uh, ben, we'll start with you. Well, I think it's fitting to say everybody else should describe my character because every time I say <laughs> something, you guys change his look regardless. So, and I have no say over what my character looks like. All right, Let's nobody just, say exactly. shit. Let's just take turns as describing everyone else's character. So, Brixius here is an orphan. Is okay, that's <laughs> not my identity. There, <laughs> there is more to me than being he an can orphan. Look at two different walls on opposite sides of the room at the same time. You dead parent having motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we introduce our own characters that way? <laughs> yeah, this got real hurtful real quick. Yeah. It's going to get hurtful for everyone. Let's just let it happen. Oh. <laughs> He's a fucking orphan. Damn. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about over there, orphan boy? <laughs> orphan boy. <laughs> Although, despite orphan our stats, <laughs> despite our stats, Brixia still crimson shows. orphan. Despite her stats, Brixia still does show the most charisma out of all of our teammates here. He does run the gym, and he brings every opportunity into that. You don't need to try to be nice now. And it's okay. I know what you guys think of me. Cleft, the boy Orphan Wonder. <laughs> In Orphanati. <laughs> orphan, here's a who. 
<laughs> Doug Dimmodome. <laughs> Owner of the Orphan Orphandome. His two Doug main Dimodome powers. <laughs> His two main powers are not having a mom, <laughs> not having a dad. <laughs> We're all going to hell. <laughs> Orphans on ass. <laughs> on ass. That's right. I keep their hopes and dreams in my top hat. <laughs> They have at least one of their parents up there. <laughs> yeah, so I am playing... What's my name again? You oh, guys... boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing <clears throat> Brixius Hammerbottom, one half of the orphan army we have on, a, on this party. Well, actually, one third. I am a third of our orphans here. <laughs> two who are orphanated by the... Orphanated? Um, orphanated. Not including any of Protheans Orphaned. <laughs> I like orphanated. It's orphaned, you fuck. <laughs> Two of us were orphanated by the same demon. You're an inspiration. <laughs> no, Good so on I, you, mate. I do play Brixius Hammerbottom. Hello, Brixius Hammerbottom. Brother to Ambionitis Hammerbottom. Who is also an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> he is a six foot nine half orc. Uh, I do wear a bucket hat. I have some feather mutton chops, I believe. Uh, somehow, this podcast made him out to be this hill jack of a character <laughs> out here, where it was supposed to and originally described as like a greased up oil bodybuilder without the grease and the oil and not as strong as a bodybuilder. So just like this athletic half orc, but everybody else made him to have these like wide eyes, cross eyed, like can't talk, can't do anything. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm just kind of one of the brutes here, but in not even being able to read or do anything else, somehow I feel like I'm the one mostly making the plans and having the moments <laughs> of brilliance here, even though I can't do anything half the time. So, that's about where I'm at. Uh, Matt? Uh, I'm playing uh, Abraham Van Halen. Um, I have parents that are alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's all oh. you need to know about me. He's a uh, tiefling ranger warlock uh, with an eye patch. It's his main distinguishing feature, under which I have a fake eye, which is magical. And didn't we describe it looking like the Pegasus eye from Yu-Gi-Oh? The Millennium yeah. Millennium. Yeah. Eye. Get it right. Like that kind of like gold covered in symbols, like artifact looking shiz. And I guess I have a rugged road weary look about me i am a purple boy with some nice horns i'm a very horny purple boy but uh yeah he basically got hired on by one of the previous party members to tag along with these guys so that's his uh whole point for being here all right eric nemeth I play Protein Grayman. He is the charismatic, loving leader of the group. And yes, the carpets match the drapes. <laughs> what? I got hardwood floor down there. <laughs> A gray mane. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm the lawful good character that everyone loves, who is not psychopathic in any way, who judges everyone fairly and all treats all religions with respect. That's a fucking liar. <laughs> uh, my character is a human um, paladin, so he's got a job. Uh, both his parents are alive. I have a large, loving family, good home life. They still send me money because my family's rich as hell, unlike these orphan peasants. Wow. <laughs> Abe fist bumps. 
Prothean. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and briefly, what does Prothean look like? Uh, mid to late 20s guy with a beard, tallest, uh, muscular, obviously like, basically what you think of like a medieval Ritz pompous knight asshole dude. Well, in that case, they, I imagine a fat guy. I was just imagining a knight's asshole. I picture Robert Baratheon when you say that. That's just because he said pompous, Paul. Kind of like Jamie Lannister, but not sister fucking. <laughs> Perfect. Because he's an only child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Brad Renfro. Okay, my character's Jet. Um, like the plane is the last name I guess the party gave me here. <laughs> um, I don't know who my parents are, but some would say that Sargonis is like the uncle who gave me my first beer. Is are your parents alive at least, or you just do you just not know who they are, or were they? Also dead. That's an entirely different side quest that no one's ever spent the time to go on. I don't care enough about Jet in game <laughs> to actually ask hey. those questions, but as a as a player, I'm These actually kind of curious. There's, Jet has a lot going on that we just haven't decided to take care of. Who would you say I your guess. father figure is, Jet? Abe. <laughs> you at least have a father figure. No, there's just like the main thing about me is I was orphaned at the Temple of Sargonis, and they did. Uh, like they had like rituals on me where I now have like sort of like a gateway to like the demon plane and the god of Sargonis sort of like uses it to possess me from time to time. And Jet's a uh, half elf monk and he looks like he from Yu Yu Hakusho dressed in black Goku clothing. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, Brad Richards. Yeah. I play Ambionitis Hammerbottom, who is a half-orc, half-orphan. Um, <laughs> half-orphan? Half-orc-orphan. Yeah, orphan. All right. Um, I have dark vision. I have... <laughs> light vision as well. Light vision as well. No, I'm just a big barbarian. Um, are we sorcerers? Yeah, we're sorcerers. Okay, we're sorcerers, so... By birthright. Right, 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 right. Um, very monotoned, as you could probably tell. Not a whole lot of excitement going on. Uh, I kick doors. I have a door fetish. Uh, I just look like a big Conor McGregor with a warhawk in 80 shades. Um, yeah, our parents were murdered by demons. That's why we're here. And uh, did I miss anything? No, no, that's about all there is to you. Yeah, it's about all there is to <laughs> me. Yeah. I can read and speak to people. I'm just a barbarian. It's like it happens. And... I will say one additional thing is if anybody is actually interested enough to learn about our parents, as in Brixius and Ambionitis, check out our Patreon. Was that Patreon? Yeah, it's going to be yeah. Patreon content out Nice there. plug. Nice plug. <laughs> All right. And now that we have uh, reintroduced ourselves to the characters of our players, we will move forward with the story. Augberg Alistair puts away the book and says... All right, the eight hours are up. We were able to get rid of the old circlet that had a tracker on it. So hopefully Zawadzki and uh, his cronies won't show up anytime soon. But you're going to need to get into the castle as soon as possible so that you can locate the real circlet of the Diademic Zorius and safely store it away so that we can, we can be done and deal with Zawadzki once and for all. If only there was a character that had a list of all the underground maps. I still say we're just kicking the front door. Well, Prothean, I would, 
highly suggest that you don't do that because you just did that last time and they're going to be on the lookout for you. Wait, we never stormed the front door. We flew in from the sky. But Jet, it just so happens that I did put in a call last night to one of my allies. No. No what? <laughs> Why would we have to use other allies? I spent all this time drawing up these maps from the other night when I was doing reconnaissance. Jet, your maps are of the inside. We need to get inside first. Like you can read them. Maps are picture-based. I know what they look like. <laughs> like you can read them. <laughs> uh, well, Jet, I'm sure can't that... Can't read the key, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure that you'll... You can talk this over with my... With my companion. Uh, and just as he's saying that, you hear... My name's Debbie. How you doing? Yes, I'd like to introduce you to W. Uh, he was kind enough to come in on such short notice, and he will be able to help you get into the castle. Why don't you go ahead and describe what W looks like? Exactly like Lord Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> w is uh, an older gentleman with gray, clean-cut hair. He's in a very nice pressed suit with a nice flag pin. Um, he has a big uh, 43 on the back of his uh, suit, like a jersey, with a big-ass W just on the top. And then very nice polished shoes. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what he looks like. Well, I gotta ask you, what does the W stand for? W. Uh, got a question for you, W. Yeah, sure. Have you ever read books? Can you teach me how to read to... I'm an orphan. I, I never learned to read. <laughs> well, sir, see, I was a C student all through school, so I did not do a lot of reading, but I was still elected to a great leadership position. So even though you cannot read, you can still make it in this world. <laughs> Hexor jumps in and says, Yes, as you can see, W did more seeing than reading. He knows his way around the innards and intestines of the underbelly of hey, the calm city. Down. Calm down there, Bill Shatner. You're losing me. So I don't know much about the, the innards, as you would say, the, the insides, if you will. So I see a lot of outsides, not a whole lot of insides. I know there's a lot of inside words and outside words. Sometimes inside words pop out. That's how you get in trouble with your wife. Hold on now. It sounds like you're close to using your outside voice. You better start using your inside voice. Dalvia says, but W, you you came here to help us sneak into the castle, correct? Is that what I signed up for? I thought this was a read-along. <laughs> but yeah, I can do that too. I got this fancy dancy little, uh, a plantifier, if you will. It, uh, it's a director. It directs. And what does this director look like? Well, it looks like a director. <laughs> It's just a really shitty piece of shit compass. <laughs> I just busted as fuck. Doesn't point north. W. Yes, yeah, sir. I think I've heard of you before. I think I went hunting with one of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> we lost a guy in that hunt. Oh, I know about this one. That made me my old good buddy Dick C. What a great guy. So I don't know. Never know where old Chaney is. He likes to play hide and seek in the office. I go to sit down on my desk. He's hiding understand. I go, ah, what you doing down there, Dick? <laughs> He scares the hell out of me. Uh, Ogberg jumps in and says, What you see, 
W here is a deep undercover agent, and he has been working diligently for the purified inside the clergy administration. In their barrels. Exact opposite five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know nothing about the innards, but I know everything about the bowels. (laughs) But, uh, W, do you have one of these cards? And I pull out my card of the purified. Shall I'll do one better for you. I have it tattooed on his ass. And I just show a little butt cheek action, and it's there. Do you turn around and pull, pull out your butt cheek a little bit? Well, yeah, just a little bit. It's right under the W tattooed right. I have there. When when W turns around and pulls out his ass cheek, God, now I'm starting to, like, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> when W turns around and pulls out his ass cheek, Brixius is just going to give Ambionitis that look. Yep. And Ambionitis... And Brixius spear him. are gonna spear him. I honestly thought you were gonna go with the whole like, and then Brixius pulls down his ass cheek and it says <laughs> Ashington on it, and they stick their ass cheeks together. <laughs> it's just Washington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Ambionitis and Brixius spear W, and Dalvio comes running over and says, "Mr. W, I'm I'm so sorry. It it means that they like you." <laughs> I'm surprised his uh, secret service of rogues didn't stop that. (laughs) (laughs) They waited outside. Highly unprofessional. That's Mr. W to you, or President W. Anyways, I'll let it slide. Nice to meet you boys. Haven't had a good hit like that since Texas. I was doing a... Where's Texas? uh, What in the hell is a Texas? I thought South he of Alberta. It's down there where the oil is. I thought he would have dodged that like he dodged that shoe. Is, is Texas uh, south of, even farther south than Danikesh? Yeah, it's further west. Well, out <coughs> west is, of course, Gaunt Sea. Correct. A lot of oil over there. In the Coruscant Sea or farther west than that? Yes, ma'am. Anyways, we're here to get into buildings. We're going to break into, we got a strategy and planify a plan. My plan is to kick in the front door and storm it. Augberg steps in and says, gentlemen, W here is here to help you get into the castle. So we're going to need you to get going as soon as possible because even though we got rid of that circlet that had the tracker on it, I need to get back before Zawadzki notices that I'm missing and we need to find this thing before he does. So um, I'm going to get going. Dalvia, you're in charge now and go ahead and teleport all these people, everybody that's going, so all of the boys, uh, Stan, Hexor, take them into the city, go see uh, Yesenia, and then um, she'll give you some supplies, alright? Wait, I have a question. Are Stan and Hexor not boys? They're not the boys. All of the boys, Stan, Hexor? They're men. Oh, Oh, hold on, hold on, Dalvia. (laughs) Alright, what was your question? (laughs) I put my hand on my sword. You're saying I'm not in swords? Yes, no. saying you're not in charge. This mission, I'm leaving Dalvia in charge. I put my sword on smack on with the butt of the sword. <laughs> so, uh, King W, sir? So I don't believe in kings. Those are monarchies. They're full of malarkey, if you will. <laughs> I believe in Macrassi, all right? So what can I do for you? It's President or W. Okay, Macrassi W. Um, I have these, these maps that I drew from my... Like I, I've been in the castle, so I don't know if any of this. I don't know what you have intel wise or what your 
you know, secret maps or whatever you have are, but, you know, uh, these might help. All right, I will look a fire at these and add them to my strategery. We're going to do exactly this because I have there no other a, things. There's a bunch of words. There's not a whole lot of pictures on here. I don't... How good are these maps? Are what they like they crayon drawings and like not at all to scale, or are they like no? I'm I'm <laughs> trained. Maps. <laughs> no, I'm trained. They're maps. <laughs> I just can't read them. <laughs> uh, Stan leans over to Ambionitis and says, "Do you really think this guy can get us into the castle?" Uh, well, he got a uh, <laughs> he got here somehow. He got here and he got uh, apparently his entire country that he leads through some shit and started some shit, so I guess he might be able to. I guess you're right. If he's as deep and undercover operative as Augberg says he is, then I'm sure he'll be able to do something, especially with that uh, directorate dinky compass that he says will help. Yeah, we'll uh, hey, we'll see how this one goes. Alright, so Dalvia says, alright everybody, gather around. Um, how many of us are there? There's one, two, three, four, five, There's six, 12. seven... Eight. There are just okay, just enough. I can teleport us into the city. You ready? Everybody, hold hands. Do I need to go to the bathroom first? Should have gone when you had the chance. And poof, you uh, are suddenly inside a warehouse, and you can see boxes stacked up to the ceiling, giant uh, metal beams above you. The aisles go dozens of yards in either direction, and uh, as you're all spreading out you hear Hexor bump into one of the crates, and a voice comes from between the crates. Oh! Who is that? Who's here? Oh, shit. I draw my sword. And you hear pitter-patter of tiny feet as they come around through the crates, and turning around the corner is a tiny halfling woman. She seems to be in her late 60s, gray curly hair, and sharp, shrewd eyes. She glares at all of you, and then her eyes lock on W, and she goes, Oh, Dabia, it's so good to see you. What brings you here? So I was looking for a, a, a person, and then I got brought here to assist this plan of fire strategy. I was looking for Katrina. Oh, no, I haven't seen Katrina since last year. So you haven't seen her? No, I haven't seen her. But, oh, look at that. You brought Dabia and Hexor. Are you doing something for, for Augberg? Is that it? The rest of us are here too, thanks. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, love. I don't know you. Uh, what's your name? Are, are you a me- What are you doing here? <laughs> We're trying to get into the bowels, the innards, if you will, of a castle. We need supplies. And you can vouch for all these folks? <laughs> I smile. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. This is my new cabinet. All right, perfect. Well, then, if you're all members of the Purified and you're trying to get into the castle, you're going to need some supplies now, aren't you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I thought she was Hillary for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> I just blacked out for ten seconds. Oh, W, you know that Hillary got reassigned. All right, so I'm going to go get those supplies for you. And she comes back uh, pretty quickly and she hands over bundles of rope and she hands over some pythons and uh, lanterns to each of you. Is uh, this it? Well, is there anything specific that you need? <laughs> I put it next to my other rope and pythons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Well, uh, Sir Tiefling, 
not everybody comes prepared for adventuring, so, you know, gotta have all the spares. Do you have a spare orphan or squire back there to carry my gear? No, why would I have an orphan in the in the warehouse? Well, you seem like a kind-hearted individual, yes? Oh, I try. Let's pull a child off the street. That's Do fine. you have a portal to the demon realm? That would that would come in handy. No, I can't say that I do. Damn. Do you have anything that would assist in killing demons? Do you have any spare parents back there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Do you have any snake repellent? An oddly specific request, Jet. <laughs> can't say that I do. Don't worry, Hammerbottoms. I'll be your new daddy. <laughs> no. Uh. W wanted me to ask you if you had any uh, WMDs back there. <laughs> I can assure you that we don't have any wild magic doors in that. <laughs> I think he's gonna. I think he's lying. You seem pretty dry, like a desert. But he's gonna storm you. Uh, you guys are all all set and ready to go. So W, you go ahead and do your thingy with your little uh your little compass there. What what is it that you call it? You had a uh, you had a, an acronym for it, if I remember. So I don't know what acronym is. It's the director. It gives you directions. You follow it, and you end up someplace that you wanted to go. It's like a visor, but it's a director. A visor advises, director directs. Well, you all have fun. It works together in unison. See, look at here. There's the example. Unison. It's together. Now, there's the church. There's the steeple. Open door. Look at all the people. Got a little ahead of myself there. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, so... You gave us extra supplies of what we already had. Do you have any potions to... Antidotes to snake things. Do things potions do, like heal, invisibility, anti-snake... Oh, well, (laughs) if you wanted something specific, sure. I've got a couple healing potions. And she gives you each a uh, regular healing potion, 2d4 plus 2. And then she says, and since... uh, the half-elf monk over there really seems fixed on trying to prevent snake bites uh, or dealing with them. I do have an antidote. I can give you that. It will counteract one poison. I think he... Looks like two of us are getting poisoned. Had a run-in as a child, and he's afraid of snakes. It's biggest phobia out there. Ironically, I think I'm immune to poison via my monk level. I take the snake poison. Fantastic. So why are you so concerned about this? Absolutely not at all. Wait, he's afraid of snakes, so there's only one way to get rid of a few. To have him face it, I take the bomb, snake bomb, antidote, and just chuck it at a wall, smashing it. <laughs> all right, now that's not cool. Hmm. Prothean, where were you raised? You don't just walk into this lady's box store. He was raised with parents. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this what parents teach you to do? Man, we need more parents, Ambionitis. All you do is break door. Go break that door. <laughs> if I lick... If I lick the venom off the wall now, like the antidote off the wall now, where I still counteract poison later. It doesn't work like that, love. Can I have ten more days worth of trail rations? <laughs> Do you think that this is going to take more than ten days? Uh, I mean, maybe. No, I guess probably. You gotta be prepared. I mean, now I have twice the amount of pythons and rope that I usually have, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also get... Uh, let's see... Could I get another backpack? (laughs) (laughs) Hexor steps up and says, Thank you, Yesenia. I think we will be just fine. No more supplies are needed. And then he turns to you, Abe, and says, Stop being a dick. (laughs) Wait, Hexor. Anything else that you could think of that might come in handy? Because last mission we set out on, 
you went back to grab supplies and you brought a couple cool potions, like something to turn us into mist and this and that, but you didn't grab enough for all of us. Well, seems like your contact here has cool stuff. So is there anything else you could think of that would be either useful for now or cool for later? Well, I think the coolest thing is the director, and that should lead us on a safe route. The Pythons. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have an extra director? No. Cool. All right. Well, this has been a this has been a useful supply run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Lead the way, Sir King W. No, boys, we're good. Let's get on going. Appreciate you, Janet Reno. Talk to you later. Hell, you know my name's Yesenia, love. I'll see you later. Right on, Barbara. All right, fellas. Let's let the director direct. Nice. One time and uh, see where it goes. All right. Uh, You smack it firmly upon its face and the needle starts spinning and you can hear a voice clearly speaking out. Please proceed to station 57 of the Elf Track in Principium. Whatever you say, honey. Let's go. Uh, W, something you should know before we get there. I'm not sure if we're allowed there. Why is that? There's a woman with a nice wagon. Because we had a confrontation with the lady at the turnstile. She didn't like us very much. Could you believe that? I think we're a pretty likable group of people. You just hear Dalvia snort heavily. You shut your damn mouth, Dalvia. I'm not for discrimination. I'm for equal rights. All right, so we're going to go bring us all together. We're going to see if we can solutionize here. All right. just asking how many um, cabbages you can have. All right, I just... Y'all are bringing cabbages on a train? Yes. Just wanted to give you the fair warning. There might be... They might be hesitant to let us through, but I'm all for trying, so I just wanted to let you know. I'm not worried about no confrontation. I started two wars after all. Let's go, boys. I like this guy. We're out here trying to start wars ourselves. I like you. I'm always down for war. <laughs> Ambionitis, don't you like this guy? Uh, yeah. I like the way he, uh, talks. <laughs> <laughs> Ambionitis, you should tell, uh, W that one joke you told me. About what? Which one? <laughs> the one, uh, just two nights ago after we, you know, got back from doing the thing. Oh, the one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can have a conversation with myself. I was, that's, that's what I was, I was That's for. what I was trying to yeah, no, I, I was going to say, everybody, let's go talk over here. Abby and I, I need you to go have a conversation with W to make sure he's reliable. I am eluding everything. <laughs> so you progress uh, through the city, and you're making your way along the streets until you come to uh, Station 57 of the Elf Track, and you recognize the female that is manning the uh, turnstile, and she says... Welcome to Elf Track. Please pay your fare so that you may access the platform. All right, Goblin King, pay up. <laughs> this guy's got us. Almost got me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess as the Goblin King, I guess I would have the most gold and resources to spend. So I cover everybody, I guess. Well, that's mighty kind of you, big feller. Appreciate you a lot. Yeah. Not a problem, W. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, back to this bullshit I hear about discrimination. Were you discriminating against my people here, ma'am? I was not. Any and all charges against these passengers has been resolved at headquarters. That's good enough for me. You remember us? What a sweetheart. 
I raise up my remember you. I raise up my mage hand from the secret spot and give her a fist bump. Ah! <laughs> what the hell is that? It's like a it's like a floating hand. Or a ghostly form, if you will. <laughs> the elf track attendant fist bumps the mage hand, uh, accepts the goblin gold. The goblin king's gold. Does it have your face printed on all the coins? <laughs> <laughs> accepts the fare from Ambionitis, and then uh, she steps aside and says, please proceed to the Elf Track platform. The next train will be arriving shortly. Hello there to all of our listeners and fans. Today was an exciting day for us, not only because we get to post another entry in our adventure, but also because we hosted our first Patreon video chat. Each quarter, we plan on inviting our patrons at the Shade Arrow tier to join us in a video chat for friendly conversation about the podcast, our characters, and life in general. Eric led today's chat, and next time it'll be a different host. You can join us for the next one by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. You'll also get access to exclusive bonus content and audio, including the Hammerbottom backstory teased by Ben at the beginning of this episode. Although, a heads up for those of you listening to this episode the day it comes out, that backstory episode will be available within the next week. It's just not out right now. Uh, so head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros and check out all the goodies we've got for you over there. If you can't support us financially right now, no worries. We'll continue to create excellent content for the main podcast feed. But if you're a listener and enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review over at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. It's a great way to show your support. It helps boost our position on the podcast charts. And we love hearing your feedback. As a thank you, we'll even read your review on the air. So please go, and if you haven't yet, leave a five-star rating and review. And uh, aside from that, there aren't too many other new announcements on our end. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I hinted that we had something big coming down the pipe. Uh, sad to say, that particular project did not work out. So I guess we'll just have to come up with something else instead. Uh, keep you posted if anything comes along. We also continue to have a great selection of Death Saving Bros artwork available on redbubble.com. Uh, the newest thing over there is that we did some reorganization and uh, expanded the number of available items, specifically in regards to the chaotic neutral at best design. But all other designs uh, remain the same, including the amazing character artwork from the incredible Mitchie Blue on Instagram. The last thing I always like to do before getting you back to the episode is to recognize those that have made this show possible. Will Savino continues to amaze with his fantastic music, and we're happy to feature his work on the show. You can get access to his music, too, by visiting patreon.com musicd20. And of course, there's no one to thank more for their support than our patrons. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman, 
two times Tyler, and Gene L. Jackson. Thank you all for your support. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. As you're passing through the turnstile, the director speaks in a clear voice. Proceed to the platform. Holy shit, that thing talks. Proceed to the platform and board the train towards the center of the city. Where's the mouth on that thing? It's internal. It's in the bowels. <laughs> I start getting on, but then I have a sudden realization that we're on a bridge that is elevated. And it blows my mind so much. <laughs> That I have a mini stroke. W. Yes, sir. Where you come from? Do they got these bridges here? Have you ever seen anything like this before? Dalvia steps in and says, Well, he works here in the city, so yes. I thought you said you were from Texas. Uh, w, ignore them. Don adds the hated peasants. Well, hold on now. Us. I'm about educating the public. So I have seen bridges here. I do work in the city. I'm from Texas, but I'm a traveler. I travel around. All right, so like I don't stay in one place. That would be a stayer. I'm a traveler. You see here, it's like a circle. For these past few years, when you have been a deep undercover operative, Bill Shatton, you're scaring the shit out of me. Please, if he is (laughs) in that role, shout it for the entire everybody to hear. Well, now that would be folly. Who's folly? And what are they doing here? (laughs) Hexor, did you cast Simple Mind on yourself? Folly is what we are going to do to the director. Folly, the director. I thought it was follow. This guy don't know words. Yeah, I bet you I didn't tell him. What an idiot. I donkey kick him. <laughs> See, I know that one. Donkey <laughs> kick is funny. <laughs> yes. I like See, I'm it. not a nerd. And what you did to me earlier, it's called spearing. Everybody <gasps> knows this. Avionitis. I pull out my dagger. Can I cut Hexo's tongue out? He's annoying me. This guy gets it. Prothean. I toss up an air and this all magically lands back in the seat. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. Ambiotitis. Yeah. I like this W guy. I like him too. He knows what spearing is. He <laughs> understands comedy. <laughs> At that point, you hear the <laughs> clattering of hooves that sound almost like train wheels going out over tracks on an elevated train. And it pulls a a giant wagon of cars led by a team of horses, pulls in front of you on this platform at the top of a brick staircase. And the director speaks in a voice that you can all hear, board the train. Sorry, fellas. Stop staring at all the asses out front. We got to get on this train. So we go on the train. All right. And the wagon doors are closed and you hear an amplified voice speak out and say, Next stop, Artisan District, Baker Street. And then right after that, the director speaks out and says, Disembark from the train at Artisan District, Baker Street. I dive out the window. (laughs) Dalvia says, You're going too early! (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess Amy and I just would Kool-Aid Man smash through the wall of the train again. <laughs> we just keep breaking. Are we on the same train last? Do we see like the on shitty the way repairs? Out, we turn like, around, you see the shitty repairs on the two cars. It's all like us. taped up with like plastic and shit. There's this duct tape everywhere. Duct. <laughs> <laughs> um, you reach Baker Street's platform. You hear, mind the gap between the wagon and the platform. And you disembark, you go down the stairs. I don't mind the gap. <laughs> what happens? He falls. You trip and you twist your ankle. Roll, ah! roll for rolled ankle. <laughs> hold on. I got him. I throw Abe over my shoulder, hold on to his legs. His tummy's going over my shoulder, ass up near my face. And I'm just going to carry him the rest of the way. I'm just screaming in agony. <laughs> and Dalvia is walking right behind you and says, They said to mind the gap. I didn't hear them. <laughs> Uh, you go down the staircase, and you are now in the artisan district, and you just smell the most wonderful sense of bread and fresh-baked goods, and the director is pointing you in the direction of a specific bakery. You walk up to Goldie's Buns and Breads. So I love Goldie's Buns. They're nice and soft and fluffy. They feel great inside. They smell so good. <laughs> and the director gives you directions... <laughs> Proceed to the cellar of Goldie's Buns and Breads. But you can see that the front of the building has a line out the door. You can see through the front windows that there is a massive crowd of people inside the shop. And um, you can see that there is an alley that leads to the back of the building. I'm going to walk in through the front door. This is walking through people. And walk like an in and be like, oh, we're just here to pick up a uh, an online order. No, Abe, you're not doing any walking on that ankle, my good friend. Well, I, I yell it from That will your get back. worse. That will get so <laughs> much just, worse if you put weight on it. He just screams it into your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Prothean, you're pushing through people, and they are getting very, very angry with you. You're like, hey, you can't cut in line. I've been waiting here all morning. You can't cut in line? Get to the back. Not here for food. Do you know who I am? I just keep walking up to saying that. Uh, one big guy grabs you by the shoulder and says, Hey, did you not know that cutting line is an offense? I just smile at him, hand on my sword. And me and I just, do we need a distraction so he doesn't get in, himself in trouble? Uh, we might, but, uh, W, God damn it. W, so we have to go to the cellar? Yes, sir. So, um, how? Well, he's about to get his ass kicked, so that's a distraction. We need a distraction out here to lure people out here so we can get in there undetectified. Because I am a rogue. <laughs> yes, sir. Braxius <laughs> hears the word distraction, and the mage hand goes a couple extra inches away from his body. So hold on now. I didn't say no, uh, dickstraction, if you will. <laughs> Got him. Anyways, we need a distraction. It. Give me some low bones. Fuck yeah, brother. All right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, W, um, check this out. <laughs> and I press digit, yeah. Press digitation. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. All right, I want to do that. Um, big sparkle, big kaboom. You know, we, we keep doing that where you do a kaboom and sparkles, but can you make a loud work? noise with press digitation? It's canon at this point, if not. Sensory effect, light, snuff light, clean soil, chill, warm flavor. You could flavor, flavor something. Non-living. Why is it so non-living could, flavor? <laughs> no, I can flavor something non-living. So if oh, I like, oh, yeah. if you die, I can flavor you vanilla. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wait kinky. a second. It's we... lemon scented. 
We have underused that ability. <laughs> <laughs> I did use the soil thing to get us into the party, though. The dude shit his pants. I remember so that. So what if I did just did this? And is there a way I could, while Prothean is fighting big dude in line, make a, like everybody invisible with my... It, yeah, I was going to say, it's not an invisibility thing, though. It's just stealthy. But distraction that W was talking about seems like a good idea. Yes, a distraction. Jet. I donkey I kick Jet, and then I'm going to pick him up and throw him older my, over my shoulder with Abe still on other shoulder. W, you lead us where we need to go. Abe and I just get Prothean out of there. And I'm going to start hauling ass shouting that we need a medic because we have injured folk, and I'm just going to start hauling to where we need to go as if I'm taking him to the hospital or to get healed up. Uh, Paul, can I have all for intimidation against this guy? Because my hands on my sword and my smile, I get advantage with my smile. It's canon. No, you do not get advantage <laughs> with your smile. That's not canon. It's more canon that I always say no. <laughs> uh, you can roll for intimidation. Brixius, you donkey kicked Jet and picked him up, and you're running away, but you need to get to the cellar of this bakery. Out of my way! Out of my way! I'm following this director thing that my friend W has. <laughs> we know a place. W, lead us. <laughs> I got a 17, by the way. Okay, um, the gentleman that stopped you in line is intimidated by your creepy smile, but he says, It's just not fair. It's, it's, it's not fair in the eyes of Helleros or any of the other gods. Torm or Paylor or any of them. I'm not here for food. If you start to stop me, I'll feed you your own liver. Turn around and start walking. At this point, I guess I would, as Ambionitis, who I am, um, would step up behind Prothean and uh, kind of grab him by the neck like you would a bad kid that's in trouble and just guide him the way we're supposed to go. Say, excuse us, he's schizophrenic, and just keep going. Okay, um, the way that you're supposed to be going, Dalvia whispers to you all, is we're supposed to be going to the cellar. Yeah, we're going around back. Okay, and everybody is now looking at us. As we run around back and out of sight, we get by everybody in the crowd with this demonstration. Pointing outside. Snap my fingers. I would be able to do that and create a light show outside. So, Prothean neck, right hand. Point back, left hand. Snap, finger point. uh, Light show outside. Okay, so press digitation is going on uh, out in the street. All eyes are on all of you. Ambient Heights, did I donkey kick too early? Did I need yeah. to wait for the light show? You fucked that one up, buddy. All right, I set Jet down. Come and spear him now. <laughs> I would, I guess, spear him, and while that is going on, W would uh, turn around and say, My good people, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, give me a deception check. And Jet, how many HPs are you at at this point after multiple donkey <laughs> kicks and spearings? I'm not reposting anything. Well, I appreciate you. If he loses another health, he's going to have to start doing dust saving throws. Thanks for taking so multiple for the team. Uh, deception. Okay. W only speaks the truth. 17. Um, the majority of the people do look where you point, which is the opposite direction of where you need to go if you're going to go around back to the back door of this bakery. Everybody give me a stealth check. Well, I guess Abe and Jet are both on 
uh, Brixius's shoulders. So all we would need is a stealth check from Brixius, from Prothean, from Ambionitis, W, and from uh, Dalvia, Hexor, and Stan. Can I assist oh, God damn it. Uh, Brixius on his stealth check by scrunching up to appear smaller? Sure. I will allow you to do that. That means that Brixius has advantage. And can Jet also assist me by covering half of my body as well so people don't see me as I'm the stealthy one? Well, as you guys are trying to move away from where W has just pointed, Hexor says, Jet, if you have any shadow effects, now would be a very good time. If you can move boulders, why can you? <laughs> I guess this is the time for Veil of Shadows. I rolled a three, by the way. I'm not going to add anything onto it because I know I failed. <laughs> it's okay. I rolled a nat 20. <laughs> so, Jet, I don't even think you need to use waste a spell slot here. You're welcome for your advantage. <laughs> Thanks, <babe. laughs> It's hard to lie about my rolls when Paul's on the same table as me now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did roll a nat 20, though. Oh, shit. I have to do that, too, for both. Yes. I rolled a three, so I'm not even adding anything on Jet. This is a natural three. I know I failed. People don't pay attention to the giant half-orc <laughs> who just donkey kicked somebody, set him down so he could get speared again, and then picked him back up to run. Well, Prothean, you are going to want to add stuff to that because Jet did say that he's going to use his Veil of Shadows. Pass Without Trace. To do Pass Without Trace, which, uh, if you want to remind the uh, listeners what that does. So, when I use... Pass without trace. It is an action that is two Kai points to create a veil of shadows around me and my teammates, essentially, to give them a plus 10 to stealth checks. 15, then? That's a lot better than a 3. And uh, what did Ambionitis and W get? Ambionitis got a 13... And W got a 12. That's with plus 10 plus your modifier? Oh, no. Add 10 to what I just said. So 23 and 22. Nine. Oh, shit. I can't add. There's 22 and then plus 10. Okay, so it started with the 22 plus 10. 10, 32. Okay. And then Ambionitis got over 20 in the end. Correct. Okay. So the lowest is Prothean with a 15. Uh, Dalvia... Hexor and Stan all pass their stealth checks. Everybody makes it through the line that was waiting outside the bakery and is headed towards the back door of the bakery, but the gentleman that Prothean was giving a hard time puts his hand on his shoulder as Prothean is walking away and says, I'm glad that you're going to the back of the line. I really want to just draw my sword right now, but I'm not. Wait, if he's touching me, can I use um, House of Buke on him? He didn't inflict damage. Fine. I'm just going Emotional to look damage. pissed and walked away. <laughs> All right. And uh, the gentleman seems to let you go now because... I you... turn around and ask, what's his name? That's irrelevant. Keep it moving. My name is Jeremiah of the House of Relister. I, tr- I try to help you and you just kept it going. I pull my little book I'm walking away and write his name down and circle it and highlight it, and put three stars next to it. Dalvia, before you guys open up the door to the back room of the bakery, she stops in front of the door, looks at all of you, and says, This is not going very well. 
Well, we're all here, ain't we? Sometimes when you have a plan, it doesn't go the way you planned. That's why you have plan B, C, D, E, and F, and... G? No, that ain't it. Z, that's what... Plan Z, that's what it is. All right, so... Plan W. Plan W is me. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Plan B didn't work. Y'all wasted $60. Now I'm here. Plan W. All right, so... I'm about to waste another 2,000 coins I put a hit on this man. 2,000 gold was head. See, we need to make peace, not war. I made I made enough of that. All right, so here we go. We're gonna All we're going to enter is through the back door. We're going to go down into the bowels. I mean the cellar, the internals, if you will. And we're going to listen to Director Fire. Let's go. All right, you proceed through the back door, and uh, because of the commotion that had been created out front, Nobody is paying attention to you in the back, and you're able to get down into the cellar no problem. And uh, down in the cellar, you can hear the director, uh, the compass object, speak out, Proceed through the door on the west wall of the cellar. But looking around, you can't see a door. All you see is shelving. Start kicking. (laughs) Start looking at books. Uh, There aren't any books on the shelves. It's uh, flour and sugar and uh, cans of sprinkles all over the shelves. Do the shelves move? I want to grab a handful of the flour and also hop off uh, Brixie's back. <laughs> and hoover it. I want, yes. <laughs> I want to take a handful of the flour and walk along the wall, like slightly tossing some up as I go to see if there's a draft. Okay, uh, give me a... You can either do an investigation... Or a survival check, uh, your choice. Hey, you shouldn't you shouldn't be on your feet like this. Here, let me just turn you around. Oh, while I'm doing that, I want to be like, ah, uh, I'm just gonna put him up on my shoulders like <laughs> a I'm little a kid, like a little kid. Yeah, where he's sitting now on my on my two shoulders, and I will walk around the room gladly for you, so you can keep that weight off of your ankle while you do this. Just his, drops me on the ground to do so. <laughs> his <laughs> horns are knocking against the beams on the ceiling. As you're walking around, if squats I'm slowly, taught, slowly losing uh, my intelligence score. If but. squats <laughs> taught me one thing, and I get lower. <laughs> All right, so that's a that's a twenty-one. Okay, which one did you roll? Ah, uh, survival. Okay, so you know from your experience with caves or whatever that there is going to be a draft if there is a hidden door somewhere. And sure enough, on the west wall, you do see that between two of the shelving units, there is a gap. And the flower settles a little bit more into that crack than just straight down. Oh, look, there's that gap I was supposed to mind. I knew it. <laughs> How else do we get in this? So we take a hammer to it and use Jet as a battering ram. I say we just push it to the side. I kick it. <laughs> uh, the shelf does not move when you kick it head on, but Hexor says, Jet, I think that is a good idea. Come over here and help me move this to the side. Me with my negative one strength check will help him move with this. <laughs> and I will watch. <laughs> so will I. Go ahead and roll an athletics check for me. So we can't use does a battering ram? Meanwhile, W is raiding the sprinkles jars. <laughs> That's a 12. All right. You move the shelf aside, and behind the shelf, you see a very old and rusty door made of wood that seems to have been there for ages. It's aged and weathered and has lost all of its luster and is now gray. There's a very rusty lock on it and 
the director is still saying, proceed through the door on the west wall. <gasps> Kick it. I'm going to try to pick this lock. Uh, you know, never mind. I'm not going to pick this lock. Um, I'm going to step aside for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go to pull out your picks, and as you're pulling out your picks, Ambionize just comes through flat, horizontal, <laughs> double-footed kick at that door. And you just, like, unfold the picking tools, fold them back in, put them away. It's like, yes, this is the size key. He just jumps straight next to my eardrum, just <laughs> blows the door open. I'm like, well, that's another way to do this. Did Ambionize make it through? Go ahead and roll an athletics check for me. 24. Uh, yeah, you absolutely smash through this old wooden rusted door, and you are greeted by this wall of stench. As soon as that door caves inward, just roiling. I mean, imagine a cartoon when you can see the waves of, like, a pie, and somebody floats through the air and follows the pie. Exact same thing, except it's the green smoke, and it just billows out and hits you full-fledged in the nose, and all you smell is shit. I hope my horrible ugliness doesn't bother you. Not at all, boy! <laughs> <laughs> Smells like Brixius's office. Ha! Well, you could tell that Brixius doesn't even flinch by this smell, so... <laughs> it must be true. Dalvia gr- grabs a handkerchief out of her pocket and holds it up to her nose and goes, Oh my god, what is that? Just as the director says... Proceed through the door into the ancient sewer system of Principium. Okay. You walk through the now open portal, and it is pitch black in there. Again, it just stinks, stinks, stinks to high heaven. And just a few steps beyond that, where the door was, uh, who's in the lead? Would that be W since he has the director? Yep. He is the leader of the free world, yeah. Okay, so as soon as he moves a few feet in... He steps into just, like, really slippery, wet sludge. As soon as I see him do that, I'm going to climb on Jet's shoulders like a child. Well, again, it's pitch black, so you can't see that unless you have dark vision. When I hear that sludge, because I know I'm going into a sewer, I'm just going to climb on his shoulders to keep my pants and boots clean. <laughs> what kind of nerd doesn't have dark vision? Big Protheon on little Jet's shoulders. Oh, I guess I never said what race W was. You said human. Oh, did I? Okay, you can't see shit. He has dark vision goggles. He does have night vision goggles. Standard issue of the, uh, uh, yeah, purified military. The USA? The USA. <laughs> yeah, the USA mil- The USA division of the purified. What does USA stand for? Uh, under secret agents. Not United Secret Agents? Nope, under. Because they're undercover. Die. <laughs> I'm really fucking being tested this episode all right um yeah so like prothean can't see w has night vision goggles i sure do then prothean's the only one that can't see are you guys gonna light lanterns to lead the way (laughs) you're just gonna let uh, prothean (laughs) but we did get all these lanterns uh you're just gonna let prothean (laughs) ride on your back then i just heard extra rope extra pythons never said anything about needing torches damn it one thing the Hammerbottom Jim's taught me is to never skip leg day. <laughs> okay. And I saw it in you, Jet, when you moved that bookshelf. I was so proud. It took a lot out of me. <laughs> I'm going to use my ten extra pythons, and I'm going to bang them together to create sparks. 
and that's going to light the way for Prothean. <laughs> Prothean, do you not have torches of your own? Oh, I do, but I'm being carried right now. I light a torch and it's like, you wear a headband? I mean, <laughs> as soon as you jump on my back, I'm going to tie a headband around my forehead and just say, never skip leg day. And just start, like, I'm going to be trailing, like, a little bit behind everybody. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still going to be just doing, like, a squat with every step I'm taking. I'm going to light a torch and I keep use your headband to keep it stuck to your head. This is rude. (laughs) (laughs) You proceed farther into the sewers then, and as you're going, you're proceeding following the directions of the director. The compass is still talking out loud, saying, 60 paces forward. Turn right. Uh, Turn left. And then after a while, you don't hear anything as it says, continue forward. And you're continuing forward for a long while, and then I need to know what everybody's passive perception is. 17. 16. Mine's 17. 14. Uh, 14 and 21. Ambionitis only has a 14? That depends. What is he supposed to be perceiving? <laughs> All right, so Prothean and, and Ambionitis. Damn. You two are the only ones that don't notice that they're are ripples forming off to the right. Hey, uh, maybe a nice protein. <laughs> Rest of everybody. You guys notice those ripples over there? I draw my greatsword and stop poking at the water. I did, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> uh, I didn't, but uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, as Prothean draws his greatsword and starts poking at the water, suddenly there is a flash of dark green scales, and Prothean, you are going to get hit by a snake bite as it lunges from the water straight for your jugular, and it is going to hit you for 48 damage. Shit! And uh, then we are going to go ahead and enter a skill challenge. What the fuck is this bullshit? Holy fuck. So I need everybody to roll initiative. Paul, you do not have immune to poison, right? You're not poisoned. Oh. It's just poison damage. I rolled a 17. 18. 19. I rolled another natural three. I don't know. Ben rolled threes like four times in one episode. So wait, did the snake jump that mean as an ignored jet who I'm sitting on top of? Well, it, it's like he really lunged at me, but I ducked a little bit, so he got you. <laughs> but you spun around and blocked it. You were, the, you were also the one poking the water with your sword. Fucking child. Oh, uh, W got, uh, 21. And Ambionitis got a 22 because he rolled a natty 20. Well, then in that case, Ambionitis, you're first. So for the skill challenge, it's been a while since we did one of those. We are going to use any of our abilities to try and figure out how to get out of this situation. Whichever skill you want to use, you're just going to have to describe how you use that skill. And just as this snake lunges at Prothean, the director, the compass, is going to start saying, Na pedeset stola. W, your thing is speaking terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, Ambionis, what would you like to do? You're in the dark. You have a snake lunging at Prothean. Okay, so I'm going to use athletics. I want to, in one swift motion, turn, draw my warhammer, and swing up at the snake. Fuck. Thirteen. 
13 is not enough to pass the skill challenge check, so that is one failure. Good. So what does it look like when you miss? Uh, I guess if I swing up, I swing through it and miss, so then I am turned around and smash the ground, which wasn't behind me, but is now in front of me, because I'm turned around <laughs> from momentum. I was turned around by that statement. As yeah. the Warhammer comes down, it comes down into this slush, and uh, shit sprays everywhere. Hmm. Yeah, it's a real shitstorm, yeah. Then W is up next. The director is still shouting, not... Alright, this thing's speaking communist. We need to fix it. I want to use my, um, what would knowledge be? History? I would have a knowledge of the history of this machine so I'd know how to fix it. That would be more like Arcana, because it's a magic object. It's magic, okay, so I'll use it. Oh, fuck. Intelligence. Yeah, we can do that. But yeah, I'll do a Arcana check to see if I can fix the trifling ass device. Oh, damn. Four. Wow. <laughs> All right, W fails. And the uh, director starts spinning wildly and starts shouting, It's speaking more communism loudly. I don't understand this. I didn't have this at Harvard. He went to both Harvard and Yale. All right, Abe, you are up next. Can I use my survival skills to recall the days of wilderness survival and eating snakes for nutrients bear grill style <laughs> and just fucking bite it <laughs> just bite the absolute shit out of it to try and immobilize it or something to just like bite out a chunk uh, sure inject his teeth lean venom <laughs> yes sure you you can go ahead and do that bear grill style eating it raw it's going to be a 22. A 22 is a success. So that's one success and two failures. Describe how you Bear grills this snake. All right, Remember, so you I, are on my shoulders, so... I leap, <laughs> I leap from uh, Brixius' shoulders. I'm like, check this out, mates. And I just leap onto the snake's back and just grab it with both hands and slam my face down <laughs> into it and take out just like a huge chunk just like my entire mouth is just filled with snake and I just rip it out and I swallow it whole raw and I go mmm delicious and packed with nutrients Dalvia goes ew <laughs> that's fucked up son alright Brixius that brings you yeah don't fail are there beams along the ceiling I guess I didn't describe what it looks like, but um, imagine the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, when they're walking through the uh, Mines of Moria and they pass through just columns upon columns of pillars. So it looks very similar where it's just a bunch of brick architecture and you just see columns and pillars of brick going as far as you can see in every which direction. So it's not so much beams as it is archways of brick above you. And it's also covered in shit. The ground is covered in shit, yes. Oh, so is the ceiling, because uh, I produced a shitstorm. So, on the ceiling, would there be anything for somebody to grab onto? Like grates or like loose brick or anything to like hold onto? Or is it... Yeah, sure. Looking up above you, you see that some of the bricks have uh, crumbled away so that there is actually, like, you could get your fingers in there, kind of like a mountain climbing handhold. And about how many feet up is that? Sorry for all the questions. No worries. Uh, 
you could easily jump up and grab that. Sweet. Abe, jumping off. <laughs> this is my mouth is filled with snake. <laughs> he jumps oh. off. I'm like, Abe, no, your ankle. <laughs> and I would like to pick Abe up <laughs> and then throw him up into the liberty pose, which is where I will have both hands up and he will have just his one good foot being held, which is a cheerleading move. And the other leg will be bent and I will reach Abe up to safety using my acrobatics. Why didn't we just heal him? Ask the <laughs> healer in the group. Me, you, and Creepy Smile. You could heal. He's got a sprained ankle. I cannot heal a sprained ankle. There's nothing to joke around about with a high ankle sprain. My goodness. You don't have cure wounds? I think I just tweaked it a little bit. <laughs> It's fucking backwards and dangling like a loose wrist. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, that would be acrobatics, my good man. Okay. 17, my good man. That is a success. So you're now two and two. Um, yeah, you... Abe is safe. <laughs> and off his ankle. <laughs> Most important thing. You liberty pose Abe up to the archway, and uh, he is just now hanging from... <laughs> the arch <laughs> and I after after he grabs on I walk out from underneath him and then turn in ah, stuck now that brings us to Jet alright so as this liberty pose is happening I will drop Prothean into the sludge <laughs> oh you're getting murdered then the next thing I'd like to do is run up and do a sort of stunning strike on said snake which I know, I'd like to do it acrobatically, if possible. Uh, we just did acrobatics, so... Oh, we did? So we can't use the same one twice. Use mm. athletics. Animal handling. I'd like to use athletics, I suppose. I failed it. Which is strength, which is a minus one for me. Don't use that one. <laughs> use every, anything else. Do it stealthily. Son of a bitch. Swim under the water and then pop up with a stunning strike. It is stealthy. I rolled a four. All right, that's a failure. That's three failures. Not doing so hot here. Jet, you jump forward to swing with all your might and smack this snake back into the sludge, but you whiff as it rears its head back and you just spin on the spot and kind of just sit down in the sludge. I'm just not used to it having no limbs. Alright, so that brings us to last in the order, Prothean. I am going to do a athletics check. Wait, how big is this snake again? We just did athletics, so you can't do athletics again. Can't do it back to back? Correct. Ooh. I am going to do a religious check. Oh, fuck. And call for Tom to... Bless my sword with blinding... Uh, what was it? Anti-snake power. <laughs> blinding smite, which does 3d8 radiant damage, and harpoon the snake with a great sword. 16. All right, that is enough to succeed. We're three and three, folks. Your sword lights up with divine flame, and you drive it deep into the snake's belly, and it is thrashing and flailing as it is being devoured by the might of Torm. Ambionitis, we still need a couple more successes. 
Right. So I see Abe hanging from the ceiling. I want to jump up and do a medicine and bitch smack his ankle, you know, the flimsy one, and do cure <laughs> wounds. <laughs> All right. But smack the absolute dog shit out of it. It heals and then immediately rebreaks. <laughs> no, more like he's just setting it by smacking all the bones back into place. Yeah, I'm cracking your heel to spin it back around, <laughs> and then hopefully everything just locks. Okay, here we go. Yeah, all right. Will 15 do it? 15 is the mark. That's a success. Yeah. <laughs> Abe, your ankle feels amazing. I go, ah, oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then W... The director compass is still shouting at you. Prenatunivam! Prenatunivam! Sounds like a better Prenatunivam. I'm gonna use. Hold on while I consult. Okay, here we go. I would like to use insight to figure out why the fuck it's speaking in Al Qaedanese. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, roll insight. 15. <laughs> Alright, that's, that's the final success that we needed. So uh, you realize that sometimes because this is a very powerful magical object that is actually part of a larger set of magical objects, sometimes this uh, thing goes on the fritz and just needs a slight uh, retweaking of its dials and uh, buttons, and it'll start speaking in normal tongues again. I lied. It was a 17. Even better. I can't add. (laughs) So then as you fix it, what do we actually hear this thing shouting? Once he starts fiddling with the dials and buttons, it's still shouting, Proceed up the stairs, 50 feet to your right. It's speaking directions again in Americanized forms. Let's go, fellas. Fuck the snake. We gotta go. And uh, you all proceed following the director, and uh, Prothean, as you withdraw your sword from the thrashing snake, it stops flailing and just floats away in the sludge. You guys proceed up the stairs following the directions of the director compass. And after many, many stairs, you start to realize that this all seems very familiar to you. You, if anybody wants to give me an insight check. um, First one done, bitch. Uh, Uh, And it can't be W. (laughs) Yeah. 14. Can only one person do it or? No, anybody that wants to. That's that's a one. (laughs) Plus seven. 19. I got like a 24. They did better than me. All right. So Jet and Abe both recall that this is the same staircase that you all had descended when you were escaping from the castle in your flashback. So this staircase will lead directly to the great entrance hall of the castle of Trugala. And just as you realize that, you come to a door that is locked and barred. And you know that on the other side of that door is the entrance hall. So you will need to, it would be well advised to be stealthy and quiet because the director is saying, proceed through the door, make a quick left, and then use the door hidden behind the next tapestry to proceed through the servants' quarters. So I should cast silence to let Ambionitis try to kick this door down. And when he may or may not proceed, I should pick it with my lock picking kit. Do you cast silence on it? I do now. Oh, okay. I'm kicking the fuck out of it. Silently. 
23. You kick the door, and because there is a bubble of silence around that door... I ask for low bones. Fuck you. It's the first time I've gotten low bones, guys. (laughs) Quick donkey kick him before he gets too full of himself. It it is still silent, right? It is silent. He never hears me coming (laughs) with a hard-ass spear. It's true. The bar on the door shatters as Ambionize kicks it, and you're able to open the door, quickly make a left behind the tapestry, and proceed into the servants' quarters. You follow the director's instructions as it leads you up through a tower, and before you know it, you are at a window, and below the window, you can see a walkway. Uh, It's only a short drop. You could easily hop out the window and onto this walkway. The director compass tells you to jump out that window onto the walkway, and as you turn behind you, you can see that this walkway leads into the throne room, and actually leads to the viewing gallery slash musicians gallery that overlooks the throne room. And that is where we're going to end our episode. We will pick up next time and you will have an opportunity to get down to the throne room floor and steal that crown from wherever it may be. I wish I would have spear jet right before the low bones connected. No low bones for you. He sees the low bones like coming slowly and slowly together as they're like an inch apart right before the knuckle kiss happens. <laughs> That's what Just I obliterated. but if it's canon already that you did it, fine. <laughs> Alright, those of you that are listening, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, or even if you didn't, head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser, and leave us a five-star rating and review. We would love to hear your feedback, and you will get read on the air. If you would like to keep in touch with us in between episodes, we are always available on social media at Death Saving Bros on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, where you will get access to exclusive content, including bloopers, recaps, where we kind of go a little bit off the walls and just have a conversation before each episode, and other extra content. If you would like to keep in touch with me personally, I am available on Twitter at hbcamper or on Instagram at hbcamper.14. Find me at Benfro15. You can find me at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. Uh, follow the Reddit or tag one of the other guys and they'll probably tell me about it. No, we don't. You'll never find me. I'll find you. And you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. I'm never playing with anybody except Gene. Vermintide. And for all those of you who are listening in your homes, in your cars, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Cool Vibes, I Knew a Guy, Malicious, On the Shores, Pamgea, and Shades of Spring are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. These tracks are licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0 and sourced from filmmusic.io. The songs Blinkus Temper, 
do not weep for the fallen tavern, in the warmth of the fire, in their clutches, principium, something amiss, and something amiss intense, our copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The track Silent Motion is music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.